due to the explicit nature of our content. Viewer, listener, discretion is advised. In other words, this is adult content. Hola, everybody. Welcome back to the Uinda Basement. I'm your host, the Mighty Quinn, um, bringing you back to the armpit of Utah, the Uinta Basin. Yep, you're back. Ready for some sweat? <laughs> Good old armpits have some little bit of sweat, huh? Is that like the dirt? Yeah, it could be the dirt of the basin. I don't know how far I want to go into gossip. I've lived here too goddamn long. But it is a small town and you know everybody else's business. Um, talk to you guys a little bit about pet peeves. Let's uh, talk about pet peeves on the road right now. How do you like that? Pee-pees. Yeah, I'm still figuring out the microphone a little bit, so you got to deal with me. But uh, pet peeves is what we're looking at for driving down the road. And my biggest pet peeve is lane loafing. Lane loafing is when somebody stays in the left lane when you get a double lane. And they don't let anybody pass. They feel that this is reserved for them. And nobody else. I've talked to a lot of guys that said, you know what? And these are these are people from the basin. They're pre-planning. They're pre-planning in that lane because it's going to go together here soon. And I won't have to make my adjustment. If I get into the right lane, then I fear that somebody might turn in front of me. So I'm just taking that obstacle out of the way. No. The law states, keep right. Except to pass. Slower traffic. Stay to the right. Let people go through. So, come on guys. Get it together, man. Quit being lazy. Learn how to drive and go down the road and maybe you won't get the bird as much. I am a bad person for just just getting riled up. What do they call that? Road rage? I don't want to get road rage, and these kind of things is what flare you up. Uh, another thing is is communicate. Communication is some of the best things that you can do on the road. You know, turn that blinker on, and don't turn it on right at the last minute or hit your brakes at the last minute. You know, I mean, just give somebody at least two and a half, three seconds behind so that they know that hey, something's coming, and don't tailgate. Tailgating's a, a bad pet peeve. There's no reason why. To sit up on somebody's bumper, make them feel uncomfortable that if they have to turn up here, they might get ran over. So, yep, keep that to heart and let's move on. Another pet peeve of mine, and uh, Angel Severa, the other side of the beehive, he will uh, not like this because it's totally opposite from what he feels, but... We'll see if he's even listening out there anyways. So, when you walk into the toilet or the bathroom, you look along the wall. Make sure there's a roll of toilet paper. Sometimes they're on the back of the toilet. Sometimes they're on the sink. Sometimes they might even be on the floor or, you know, under the cabinet. If they are hung up, 
My motto is, if you grab a roll of toilet paper and you got one side's a wall, the tail of the toilet paper should come out about 4 o'clock, 4 to 5, and not on the opposite side. The opposite side would be facing the wall. This is how we do it. This is how it's done right. And if you're out in a bathroom, get in there. Turn that sucker around if you can. Get it done right. There's no reason to have the wrong way. However, I am very grateful to have toilet paper in a bathroom. With the pandemic the way it was and worrying about all the stupid stuff that we had to live without and conserve, yeah, toilet paper, I never thought it would be a problem. But... It, Evidently, it was. It's dumb. <laughs> but, hey, that's great. Yep. And uh, always have a wet wipe close close to uh, finish off the product there. That's, uh, that's my motto. <laughs> and for all of you Skinwalker Ranch fanatics, there is going to be a big event come on, coming up, up in, into Vernal. Um, it's going to be called... Uh, Phenomicon, Phenomicon. So they have a website set up. Um, It's www.phenomicon.net. So it's www.phenomicon.net. All right, and I guess that uh, uh, Phenomicon, con conference is a three-day pass it's like 95 bucks so i guess they're really gonna get up and close and personal it says a few things like they have some tours and and whatnot um and you're looking uh september i want to say 9th let me look on this little site real quick but uh yeah, the tickets are definitely on sale. So if you want more information on it, um, yeah, they've got like uh, Thursday night is uh, thirty bucks, Friday night's forty bucks, Saturday night's forty bucks. If you just want to go to individual nights, um, they even have an open mic where you can get up and uh, I guess test your rap skills. Yeah, something pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they get. Uh, people up there to ask some bizarre questions so and and it's looking like the blind frog ranch and the skinwalker ranch it's going to be the cast um they have some bigfoot things some ufo things a lot of people talking so if you have more uh interest in this you know go to that website um it's also on facebook um they have a uh this is where i'm finding it a group that's called the secret of skinwalker ranch um somebody's made a website and just it updates me once in a while you know and then i could share with you guys you know what i read off of it i've also had a request for uh food in this uh area as far as like critics um, I'm not a real good critic. I can tell you what's good or bad, you know, but, uh, you have to kind of go to these places and, you know, give a review. There's a, you went to basin, uh, restaurant reviews. I think it's on Facebook as well. Um, you can get on this and 
pretty much uh, say if you like something or not. I don't know if I can actually say yay or nay. Um, I could tell you, you know, these franchises like Burger King and, and Roosevelt, every time I've gone there, the service, there's like one guy, one guy that he takes your order. I swear he's the fry cook, and I swear he's making your burger too. So uh, a lot of these, uh, you know, fast food places here in town are actually uh, not – getting a lot of help uh, a lot of kids are back at school and sk- you know school's busy if you're in high school and you're 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 uh taking up football or uh baseball or any kind of sports uh even uh dance you know i yeah yeah you know i like my inner soul i like to get up and salsa. but no <laughs> but these guys are uh involved in all their sports and they're not getting them out there to work these jobs and it's crazy because we're starting to see uh, our fast food chains being closed and it's really rare to go to Arby's and see a sign that says due to understaff the establishment is closed today wow you know just blows my mind that 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 could actually happen you know uh, we go from last year people getting laid off in this area to to it's booming again People are hiring left and right. They can't find hands. Crude oil haulers. Man, if anybody wants to be a truck driver, right now is the time, man. You can make a lot of money. I think they start out at 80000 a year. I mean, great opportunity for somebody to get in there. They Go get your CDL. Get out there. Get some experience. Try to get in some driving school, some driving time, and try to get out there. That's the hardest part is trying to let somebody uh, – you know, actually trust you to drive their big wheeled truck. You know, I mean, grind them till you find them. <laughs> no, um, it's a little bit easier said than done. Um, but, um, it's not my thing. Um, I do currently have a CDL. It's, it's, a um, just a kicker thing. If I, if I need to use it, I, I have it, you know, and in the past, you know, I've, I had to get it when the oil field had a demand for uh, commercializing vehicles. And I think the state of Utah wanted their goddamn money, to be honest with you. They they felt that they were getting left out somewhere. So, yeah, if you work for a commercial vehicle, you have to be registered with DOT if you're a, a one-ton vehicle and you're pulling um, over 26,000 pounds, then you have to be uh, CDL carrier at that time. And, and to me, no, nah, I'm not one that really enjoys a CDL. I have to have it for my position at work. Um, but it really wasn't as hard to get it as I thought it was. So yeah, those truck driving companies, man, if you want to make a buck right now is the time to get out there and do it. Yeah. Pride yourself. We're still talking about, uh, uh, food in the community you know vernal's got a lot going on as far as food franchises and little mom pop shops roosevelt's full of mom and pop shops we have a few franchises but they're mostly fast food um and they're good um we got a really nice spot in roosevelt called marion's um it's the old diner um it's right next to the old drugstore which is not a drugstore anymore and old Chad Mortensen in there. He's an amazing person. He's fun to talk to. Um, it's old school. 
uh, burgers. You can get you a grilled cheese, tomato. Um, the slogan is chips, not fries. So don't be going in there and deciding that you want some French fries. But uh, people love to stop in there. And it's on a main street. Parking's a little bit hard. But it's a gem for the basin. It's been here for years. I'm not even I'm, I'm not even going to say how many years. I do remember uh, the original uh, person that ran it. Um, and she was amazing, you know. Um yeah, shout out to those guys, you know. Get in there, get you a burger. Um, look at the knickknacks that they've got. they got old candies like uh, you used to get from a drugstore. Um, they've got the old scales that you go in and you pay a, uh, a few cents and, and it'll tell you your fortune as well. <laughs> but good place to go, get you a little present, you know, stocking stuffers, whatever, when a Christmas rolls around. Um yeah, my review and and uh, Roosevelt. That's that's one of our top top places to grab something to eat, and it's good family fun too. I like it. I did a a little bit of reading to kind of prep for this show, um, which pff, me read. <laughs> I have an attention span. Oh, well, yep, shiny thing. Yeah, again, so. But I did, I, I read a little thing, and uh, apparently, and this is inside information, so don't share it with anybody, we're having a tequila shortage, which I think, as well, is going to be a liquor shortage. Now, don't go storm the liquor store, which, in Roosevelt, if you've seen the liquor store, it's the size of a Volkswagen bus. <laughs> It you, it's like going to a speakeasy. You almost feel like you're uh, going to a drug dealer, and he's a uh, servant uh, liquor to you. You know, across the counter, they got a gun. I mean, it, it's old school, and it's it'll blow your mind if you ever went into the Utah State Agency here in Roosevelt. <laughs> Vernal has a full blown liquor store. <laughs> Different counties, Duchesne County, I think has two liquor licenses <laughs> and they split them and made a, an office for both of them. And yeah, it's, it's something that you'd laugh at. Um, but I think with this pandemic that came through that in Mexico, they closed up a lot of their factories and their places that make bottles. And that's what I read was, it was mostly on bottles that they're having a shortage of. I mean, good hell, we could probably send them down a few mason jars to get some Patron in. Can you imagine sipping back and you're like, yeah, it's Patron. And your wide mouth mason jar. <laughs> but uh, just a heads up, yeah, you might want to go in and get your tequila. I know we've got uh, quite a few followers that uh, like their margaritas. Uh, I make a killer one too. And, and, you know, it does take some of that good polished off Hmm, Patron. So uh, back in, uh, I want to say the turn of the century, 2000, I was working on the Legacy Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. And we, I was doing uh, insulation uh, basically on all the piping, the mechanical. Um 
so we go in there and the plumbers put all the piping down we go in and make sure the insulation's on it or the jacketing and i'll bet i spent two and a half years on that project but one morning well it wasn't one morning it was noon to be exact we uh were sitting down in the parking lot and that legacy center has underground parking and i mean i think they've got three four stories underneath and when you're contracting there they let us build what in the oil field we'd call a doghouse and out there working construction would be a change room pretty much a little office off to the side of it and um all it was was uh probably two or three parking spots that we chain linked off and put a wood building in and that way we can go take our breaks and have something to eat because they didn't let you just veg out on uh, anywhere on the job and sit down and eat your food they wanted you in uh, in different places so nobody had to clean up there's a lot of people on it thousands of people on that project but i remember one day we were sitting down there and it got really windy and you can hear the sand going through that parking terrace and we were pretty much on the first level but like the sand on the concrete was blowing into the wood wall we're like man it's getting after it before you know it we lost power we sat there for a little bit and i think we had a flashlight i mean there wasn't emergency lights yet it was still the job was in under construction but so we're sitting there and one of our helpers decided that he would had they had one of those gut trucks outside i think we called it sally <laughs> old sally would cook you a burger out there uh um we called her sally because uh, it was hit and miss you know sally manila <laughs> but he was out there getting the burger and he brought it back and that wind had picked up and he walked in to our chain shack and he goes it's a fucking tornado outside and we all kind of just laughed at him like yeah we live in utah it really was a tornado it was a, such an impact down in downtown salt lake it uprooted trees turned vehicles uh I think it took the D off the Delta Center at the time. Um, and I remember very well, there was about 12 outhouses all in a row, and that tornado had touched every one of those outhouses. And the only thing that was there was the toilet in the base. And I just have that ingrained in my head that, yeah, that's my my shit story for today i guess um <laughs> seeing all those shitters the shit it took the toilet paper right off the roll and it 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 looked like a bunch of teenagers had gone through all the trees downtown and putting debris and toilet paper and whatnot but could you imagine being in that shitter those portable toilets when that happened oh my good hell it was uh it was definitely uh something that i will remember in my life i think i got a sticker still in the uh on my toolbox that carries my uh, work tools 
It says, I survived the tornado at the Leg- Church of Legacy Center down there. <laughs> and not a lot of people can say that they've been through that kind of things. But they, they shut the job down, left our tools up where we were working. And, I mean, it it was a mess. It was a mess. The crane tipped over, hit the building. Uh, I made it out. I made it out, and I think I came back to the basin for the weekend. Imagine that. Return to the basement. So on my podcast from here on out, I'll probably put, because it's a popular thing, is a a segment called Shit Talks. And basically is to get that shit off your chest. Your outhouse problems. The if you had a bad shitting moment, because I think this is a good icebreaker for guests to come and speak their mind and maybe get their embarrassing moment off their chest and get it out in the open. Kind of like good shit therapy, huh? <laughs> but uh, I'm going to include that, you know, a little shit talks here and there. And I have a lot of personal. personal experience with this and and what we're going to do with it is just get out there and laugh a little bit and uh share it and hopefully it comes to a good uh episode because you know it is uh something that will fill the slot when we need it but it always is a good laugh and it's just as good as a fart what is up with the crate challenge i mean you go through Tide Pod challenges. You go through ASL challenges. Um, it's like we're all kind of trying to challenge each other and see what we can get on social media, kind of like the old jackass movie. It's just so that we could laugh at somebody doing some stupid shit. But i seen this uh, milk crate challenge and laughed my ass off on it. I could not believe it. And the funny one that i I seen was they'd built the the steps up like they were saving the princess to uh on uh Super Mario. <laughs> they had Yeah, that and he jumps over and gets the flag and he eats shit. I mean, those damn crates tip right over. But yeah, uh enlighten me. What drives us to do this kind of stuff? Try to watch somebody get hurt. I uh, I enjoy it as much as a lot of people do. Some people don't in- like it, you know. I mean, they start uh, just thinking, you know, it's kind of a shitty deal. I know I sat down and was watching that Jackass movie with with my wife once, and they put the uh, car seat on top of the car and would drive off like there was a baby in it. Uh, my wife's like, what the hell are you watching? What does matter with you? You think that's funny? Like, like no, but uh, they're trying to catch people off guard and try to get a laugh out of it. But, no, there's some things that are funny and some things that are just like, you shouldn't have ever went there. That that was dumb. But uh, I'd like to see some uh, photos of people trying to do uh, some of the uh, milk crate challenges and, and put them on our uh, Facebook out there, you know. Let us see what you got. Let us laugh. Maybe we'll put it on the episode and, and talk about it a little bit. Uh, curious to see what you got out there. On another talk- topic, I guess Apple is going in cahoots with the driver's license division here in Utah. And we're going to be able to start putting our driver's licenses on 
our phones. That's a pretty badass idea, and it'll probably save a lot of backs. Everybody's got that damn big wallet in their back pocket driving around in their vehicle with their ass cheek two inches elevated because of these credit cards we got in their back pockets, hunting licenses, cash, whatever, whatnot. But, yeah, they're, uh, what it says is, are, are you tired of carrying your wallet around, or do you have a habit of losing your ID? Apple is preparing to help those living in Utah and numerous other states store their driver's licenses or state IDs on their phone. Now, that is going to be a bonus for us. Now you'll just be walking around with your phone, and when you lose it, you're screwed. So I kind of kicked around the fishing port report this week and read through it to just give you guys a brief update. Um, we did have some rain, so we some of our reservoirs did get uh, reseeded and, and filled back up which is a good sign for our fishing, but also brings in murky, murky water to uh, make it a little bit cloudy. So, um, you know, uh, the fish struggle with that, but it rolls up new uh, uh, feed for them too. So they act like that they're a little bit finicky, but uh, they're just trying to adapt to the, the water change as well. Um, cottonwood in this northeastern area is getting to be uh, a good spot for wiper um, there's tiger muskie in it right now but uh, the angler report right now and this is not the fishing game the angler report gives it uh, four stars out of five and they say it's being pretty fair um, bruff is really slow um, not a lot of people are up there fishing it so I'm not getting a lot of people's input uh, on it uh, and I'd imagine just from uh, past and going up there and swimming or fishing um, it's pretty weedy as well because it is an irrigation uh, uh, reservoir uh, save for those farmers you know um, it's been a drought year so I imagine whatever water that we do have we're using to get those crops so that in the fall we're not paying so damn much for the, the hay prices um, Bruff is uh it's between uh pelican lake and highway 40 it's really not a mapped out place but uh um gps it if you're gonna go looking for it it's my suggestion there's uh multiple roads that come into it but the roads are really lousy and doesn't really have a boat ramp <laughs> it's like i said an irrigation pond but uh then you got Bullock. Bullock's over by Cottonwood, and they're saying that they went and gill netted it not too long ago, and uh, they're catching between 20 and 30 inch uh, muskie over there in their gill nets and a few uh, uh, catfish. But those tiger muskie, they're not big enough to keep. Remember, they have to be over 40 inches. Um, no report on sand wash, uh, big sand wash, and or starvation this week. Um, I do know the gorge. I'm hearing complaints on some of the uh, forms that I'm on on the Wyoming side towards Firehole uh, Lost Dog. You're starting to see the lake recede because they're letting more water out of the dam. So the kokanee are between 55 and 70 foot deep right now. Um, they're trying to find cold as much cold water as they can. 
they're all changing colors and getting ready to uh, uh, go into the aggregate. So, and I'm pretty sure here within a week or two, you will not be able to catch Kokanee. I think that they shut that down. So just to give you a heads up on that, uh, um, as far as like the Green River or Ray, Sandwash, Boat Ramp, and Jensen areas, I guess the catfish is hot right now. So get that blood bait out, get the shrimp, get the chicken livers, the frogs, the the uh, grasshoppers. I'm not a big frog guy. I know that the catfish are they they run and they love frogs. I mean, but I also like the the balance of life where the frogs take out the mosquitoes because I hate those motherfuckers too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if uh, any of you archers out there have uh, seen anything or gotten anything big, man, be feel free to post that stuff up on our group site on the U into basement. You know, it says U into basement. Uh, podcast and and it's a free-for-all it is a a private site but i made it to where anybody could post on it without having to ask as long as we're not getting a bunch of nudies but you know just message them to the my only fans <laughs> but uh yeah uh post them post them on there and, and let people see what you've uh accomplished that's what this is for it's a kind of a basin satire setup to where um, if you got some pet peeves about the basin, but you love this place, and I mean, everybody loves the place that we live in. Come on, share them. Get out there and post that stuff. You went to basement on Facebook. <laughs> I also want to, uh, you know, keep trying to share a recipe with you guys. Sometimes I, I get sidetracked and, and we get talking out here and I just want to come back and and add that uh wanted to share some recipes with you that uh are family favorites of mine of the mighty quinn um yeah i've got probably an award-winning simple biscuit recipe they're the mighty quinn biscuits and they're a sourdough biscuit and i mean they're to die for man um i'm not really perfected the gravy i just buy the mixes for the gravy but if you actually have a, a, a recipe that you want to share with me, put it also on the You Into Basement uh, uh, podcast uh, on Facebook. That uh, site, man, we can share and have a good time. Um, I would love to see how people make their gravy because I totally suck at the gravy portion of it. But this biscuit, uh, my family, every time we all get together, um, I've been asked to make this and it is their favorite so this is the mighty quinn's sourdough biscuit so here's the ingredients two cups of flour two tablespoons of sugar one tablespoon of baking powder one half teaspoon of salt six tablespoons of butter Three-quarter cup of buttermilk or sour milk. And what I mean by sour milk is I take three-quarters of a cup of whole milk and I will put one tablespoon of lime or lemon juice in it and mix it up. It kind of gives it that sour uh, dough feel. So 
And at the meantime, I've got my uh, oven set at 425. So you can get that ready. Um, the butter, I cube it up um, into like almost pea-sized cubes so that when you put it in your mixer, because that's what I use. I guess if you're doing it by hand, you'll have to, you know, uh, get the dough uh, and just roll it out. But uh, it could be cold. It doesn't have to be melted butter um, because it'll melt out and actually give the biscuits some flavor. Um, so I take those pea size, the butter, and put it in with the the two cups of uh, flour and then I dry mix it for a second so it's kind of all blended up and it might crush some of that butter as well and then I put my salt and my baking soda and my sugar in as well and blend it around and then I slowly pour in that's that uh, that mix the liquid mix I'm gonna woo wow I'm gonna sound really really sexy yeah there we go but no uh we're going to use that uh, milk that's curdled up or the buttermilk and pour it in and mix it around until it i'm not gonna a lot of people like dry dough but i like these tacky and then i'll actually knead it out on a piece of parchment paper or a cutting board or something like that and i take a two inch uh cookie cutter or you could take a top of a, a glass and I cut a two inch biscuits out I throw them in the oven 12 minutes 12 minutes you've got yourself quite a few biscuits there to get started with so tinker around with it see what you think um, if uh, you guys really want this recipe you know shout out to me on the you went to basement well, with everything being said and everything's off my chest for this week, uh, this is uh, episode six, a bonus track that will be uh, uh, named in the, the platforms that I'm putting it out on. And if you need to get a hold of me, it's eskimo.cole at Hotmail or Quinn Cole on Facebook or Eskimo3481 on the Instagram. Or the Uinta Basement group. Yep. Get out there. Love to hear from you guys. I'm getting out of here. Thanks. <laughs>